Time for Task and Twos. Hey, Ticat fans. Welcome to the Task and Twos show. I'm Luke Tasker. We're on the audio, the Ticats audio network. Excuse me. I'm joined by legendary Andy Fantuz, my good buddy, one of my favorite teammates. Andy, how you doing this morning? Excellent. Doing well. I'm up at the cottage, just enjoying a few days away. So nice, man. A little change of scenery, but it's uh, it's great. It's nice and quiet this morning. That's perfect. I'm actually on the on the road on a family vacation down to Myrtle Beach. So I'm in a down in West Virginia, so we can. Uh, beauty of modern technology we can hold our Ticats podcast from from all over North America so good to see you man um the biggest news right now I think is that our host here Andy Fantuz is going to be recognized out in Regina uh this season Andy congratulations man what an honor oh thanks bud um yeah I got the call a couple weeks ago and going to get inducted in the plaza of honor which is the uh saskatchewan version of you know the hall of fame and it's an event that's really special out there and i'm i'm very honored to be named amongst uh the people who paved the way before me and some of my old former teammates uh a good buddy of mine similar relationship which i had with you luke uh, a guy named chris chris gets laugh um really close buddy of mine. We played right next to each other, just like me and you did, just like you and I did and uh, got along really well off the field as well as on the field. So he's going to be, he's in the same class this year with me. So that'll be, that'll be special. And then one day I'll be watching you uh, get inducted to the (laughs) Ticats Hall of Fame. So, (laughs) so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So how many, how many, how many guys are going in in this class with you? there's four there's four that, right now is that every year they do four is that is it is it uh like that uh, i think it's i think so yeah it's something like that and there's usually a, a builder um one or two oh, you nice, know yeah. semi-recent players and then uh one of the players is from back in the, the 50s wow cool so it's um yeah, I don't know how it's going to look this year but i've been to this event in the past when i was playing out there and yeah. There's a ceremony with, um, you know, a bunch of, like the team comes and then a bunch of uh, sponsors and, and old alumni come. Mm-hmm. So there's a, like a smaller group and then there's a bigger convention center type sit, uh, atmosphere um, recognition. And then uh, on the game, they'll walk, the, they'll walk the inductees out onto the field and recognize them in front of the fans. So it's sort of a three-day event. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to go back out there and, um, yeah. you know, see some old faces and, uh, and just hang out and, you know, we're, my wife and I are going to go and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's fantastic, man. The, uh, in the new stadium there, where is, where is your name going to be, uh, sort of put in stone for all of time? <laughs> I, I can't, I can't picture where the, uh, where the, uh, uh, the, the storied class is, but do, do you know where it is? I don't know. Well, they call I don't know plaza, if it's the Plaza of Honor, do they say? The plaza, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I I would I honestly I haven't even been to the new stadium, so I don't yeah. I don't know what it looks like. Um but maybe maybe there's an area inside the concourse or something that that they that's put some thinking. plaques on. Yeah, I would that's guess. Cool. That is so yeah. awesome, man. Good for you. You deserve it. That's that's fantastic. The uh I'm I'm trying to uh, th- I'm trying to imagine is there any uh I mean, are you maybe the the I mean, well, Getzloff obviously was playing until recent years as well, but is there any uh, 
other modern players that have gone in? Are you maybe the youngest of the of the Plaza of, of Honor uh, inductees? I would wonder. You, yeah, you might. That might be. That might be accurate. I'm not sure. I mean, it's hard to imagine anyone who is playing more recently than you. That's probably that's inducted, right? I mean, you're probably the the most modern member. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's well, probably anyways, true. Man. But but maybe there was somebody, you know, from. Yeah, it's probably true. But maybe there's someone that retired three years ago but didn't play as long as I did. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? You know. Well, but yeah, it's congratulations, good. man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It was fun out there. We had uh, we had some good times. We had you know part of the Canadian Air Force, which was uh, a cool little thing. Whenever we had a bunch of Canadians running around out there at the same time, <laughs> you would have been an, you would have been an honorary Canadian, like you, of like you always were. Of course, naturally. <laughs> we had our own out there. His name was Weston Dressler, and uh, yeah, <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a similar player, similar uh, style, yeah, of course. Or I, similar I, size. I, anyways, got a chance to meet Dressler a couple times, and and we that was one of our one of our uh, uh, common co- that was common ground that we had because every all of our teammates when they came in always assumed that we were Canadian for whatever reason. I mean, I don't I don't want to get into why they made these assumptions, but. But Dressler and I were always, <laughs> were always assumed, uh, you know, you know, uh, small little guys, always Canadian. And uh, and that was funny. But uh, he was a great player as well. I assume I, I mean, he had a long career in Sask as well. I wouldn't surprise me if he was a, uh, 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 a honorary uh, honorary Sask member as well in the future. Um, oh, yeah, you can you can bet on that. for yeah. Sure. <clears throat> well, great, man. Yeah, man. We'll. Uh, on to the tie cats here, and we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on this later in the season again. Uh, and, and sorry, one last thing: Do you know when you're going out there? Yeah, it's the the game. I think is the eighth, uh, so it's the sixth, seventh, and eighth, I believe, of October. Cool, man. So right, right back. before we have our uh, our Labor Day Monday, or sorry, our our Thanksgiving Monday game here in yeah, Hamilton. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll touch on that again as we get into the season. So. All right, on to the tie cats. Um, <clears throat> did you see that the? So obviously, you heard the the Argos game got canceled, which then, and I, I guess the 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 COVID breakout was was with was with um, the Elks, but that does allow the Argos now fifteen days to get ready for the Labor Day Classic. <laughs> it's not exactly. I mean, at least the outsider's eye, it's not exactly how you write it up for the tie cats. Um, What's your take on that? Is that a huge advantage for, for the Argos? Um, I think that if you have some people banged up, and that could be an advantage. Like, I think it's an advantage to get guys healthy uh, and to sort of, you know, just relax. And But I think the, the biggest thing is injury-wise. I don't necessarily think extra week of practice makes a, a better product on the field because sometimes you put more I don't know, more stress and you get out of your more stress on the, on the, the, the install and you kind of get out of your system as uh, just as you're in your routine. So like, you know, we always had those extra days and bye weeks. I didn't necessarily think we played any better from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does help if you have guys nicked up and uh, make sure everyone's healthy. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into that as far as the tie cats. I mean, it is what it is. So uh, you can't control it. So just control what you can control, and that would be, you know, having a better showing here against Montreal, and and then uh, learning from that and continuing to get better. You know, it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember the, uh, what about you? What do you think? Well, like I remember on both sides. So when you're a, when I would, when you have that realization that even if it's a not, I mean, this game cancellation is unusual, but for a regular bye week and you have that where your opponent, your future opponent has a bye week and you have that realization, it's a little unsettling to think, wow, we're still thinking about BC or whatever, but you know, Ottawa is already thinking about us. And that was a little, that's a little strange when you realize that it's a little unsettling when you're, when you, when you get into that. But on the flip side, when it's you with the bye week or you with the, in this case, a canceled game, I, to- I agree with you. I actually don't think that the value is that big apart from the physical. It is huge. Any, any rest week is huge during a season physically for you and your teammates to, to just have one less, uh, one less uh, game to just get banged up and an extended week to rest. But the preparation, I, I think that football teams, players, coaches are so accustomed to prepping in a one week time span that when you get two weeks, sometimes it's just, it's almost unneeded or you can overdo it or you can overthink things that when really, really the execution of the simple things is what's going to win the game anyways. So I, <clears throat> as a, as a player past, past my playing years, I, I can, I can have that perspective to, to say, I don't actually think it's a big, as big of an advantage as it might appear to be. But I remember as a player, that unsettling feeling that, that a team is already preparing for you and you're still not even, you're still focused on a, on an opponent ahead of them. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I actually wonder if I had to make a prediction, I think that the, 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 the part of the game that benefits most from a bye week or an extended week of preparation is the special teams. Cause I do think that there are times during the season where special teams preparation and special teams, uh, uh, schemes or install can get cut short. It gets, it gets sliced off of the, of the, of the work week, especially on a condensed week. And you have to go back to your basics. I can see Jeff Reinbolt in a case like this. And we, and in our case right now, as the tie cats coming out of the bye week I could see some really, some, some really detailed, um, uh, special teams approach coming in. And, you know, I don't want to over, I don't want to overstate it as if it's trick plays or something like that, but I just mean, just some really, really uh, detailed approach on the coverage game and on the punt game, especially. Hopefully, we see that this week in Montreal, a, a win on the on the special team side of the ball. That's a great call. Yeah, I you agree know? with that. And uh, and the chance, you know, if you if if I was a coach, and I know, like like you said with Jeff, like you're going to work on fundamentals and even even offense and defense. Like that would be a chance for us as receivers to to work on our fundamentals of getting in and out of cuts and our just our route running technique instead of just blasting, blasting scheme and plays over and over. Uh, it's a chance to kind of like dial it back and, and just get better individually. So I think that's a great use of a bye week. Yeah. And I guess it's a kind of a, the, a, akin to the team that has the, you know, gets first place and get the bye week going into the playoffs. Except for in this scenario, the Ticats, you know, have to play and then they're playing at home. Because I think um, mm-hmm. it's not That's necessarily true. that team who gets the bye week in going into the playoffs who has a better chance to win, but they do have home field advantage, which is a big advantage. So, um, but you often see, you know, the second or third place team come in and, and surprise them and go on to the Grey Cup. So it's... Yeah, you're absolutely you know, I wouldn't, Yeah. It's like I agree. This is a good chance. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so sometimes that wild card game in the playoffs, if if a team 
really dominates that game, you, you almost think, and if they're healthy, that's huge. So if they, if they suffer an impactful injury there, that, that's really costly. But if they're reasonably healthy and they, and they really play well in that wild card game, the semifinal, it's almost like they have the advantage. They're coming off. They have a momentum of winning and executing, whereas that, that late bye week can sometimes get a team a little, a little off. You know, sometimes it's hard to do. I remember we, in 2013, you and I beat, when we went into Toronto and beat the Argonauts in the Eastern final after their bye week, and they were favored to win. And we had a really, a really fascinating, a really exciting game in the semifinal at Guelph against Montreal. But just, you know, you get that momentum and sometimes that's that, that carries you. So maybe a win this week uh, in Montreal is maybe exactly what the Ticats need to then, to then, to then have a great Labor Day classic. We'll see. Yeah, it all it all starts this week, and yeah. they're going to be the first ones to say the whole team will be. They're not looking at Labor Day yet. You know, all of us are excited because <laughs> football back in Hamilton, yeah. and it will be amazing. <laughs> it will be, it will be an incredible atmosphere. But uh, you know, the team's going to be hundred percent focused for Friday night right now. Yeah, hundred percent. That's. Yeah. I, I had the uh, the Coach O show yesterday talking with with uh, Coach uh, Orlando Steinhauer and obviously what you'd expect. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no hypothesizing about future, about the future season. That's weeks away. That's just, it's, they're all focused on one thing and they rested up over the bye week and now they're getting back at, getting back at it. So uh, <clears throat> this week, things to watch for the Montreal game. I, I, I mean, we're both biased because we're wide receivers, but I really want to see some offensive, some pass production on offense. I want to see a healthier second down situation where it's not always second and nine, second and 10 uh, to try to move the chains. I want to see some, some, uh, uh, some run production would be great to give the offensive linemen a break uh, in their pass games, but I want to see some strikes downfield, man. I would, I just, I want to see speed lighted up a little bit, you know? Yeah, let's just call a spade a spade. And like the offense has got to kick it in gear. The specials played better last game. Defense wasn't even that bad. I mean, it got a little sloppy. It was a similar game to the first game. When they got tired, it got a little sloppy. But but really, it's the offense that's, uh, you know, pulling that pulling that hammer and the ball and chain right now. So we got to, I couldn't agree more. We got to strike early, strike fast, spread the ball around. Um and we don't have to force it downfield because it'll come, but but we do need to take some shots and open things up for the underneath game and, and the uh, the misdirection game. Um, yeah. yeah, man, we we need a little uh, Andy Fantuz on a six yard Oscar route uh, to to the boundary <laughs> side. Turn it up. That's what we need right now. <laughs> um, well, we'll see, and I, I don't think it's worth us uh, hypothesizing about about the uh, quarterback situation. There's really nothing to, to be known about that yet, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that shakes down. But it's interesting. It's not that we have a uh, question mark for, you know, is there going to be a young backup that, that that comes in? And we're not talking about a vet versus an inexperienced player. Um, obviously, Mazzoli has years and years of experience in high level play, but Dane has has a, a year of great football uh, under him as well. So. Uh, we'll see, but one of them is going to get an opportunity to play at the at the uh, at the level that we've seen them before, and I'm excited to to watch that happen, man. Um, 
yeah. Ticat fans, <clears throat> I appreciate you guys joining in. This is the Ticats Audio Network, and this is the Task and Twos Show. Weekly update with Andy Fantuz and myself, Luke Tasker. We'll be back next week after the Ticats play Montreal Alouettes. We'll be prepping for the Labor Day Classic, the first football game in Hamilton since 2019. First things first, we're going to go to Montreal and see how the Ticats handle business there. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week. Andy, see you, man. See ya. Have a good trip, bud.